It's true. Podcasts are bigger than Netflix. Not by thousands, but by millions. The question is how did it happen? The answer coming up right now and more. So let's dive in. I've been creating podcasts for about five years now, and I've been helping people launch their podcasts since 2019. After creating hundreds of podcasts and editing thousands of episodes, I've always wondered how many people actually listen to podcasts. So I took to the internet to find out. Now, this is where I came across this podcast versus Netflix statistic. And a simple Google search showed me that podcasts have more listeners than Netflix has watchers. What this means is the total amount of weekly podcast listeners is actually more than the total amount of Netflix subscribers. What this means is that there are not thousands, but millions more people listening to podcasts every week than there are people logging into Netflix and watching a show or movie. Another stat tells us that teenagers are watching more YouTube than they are Netflix. Now, this didn't surprise me. I don't think it's going to surprise you, whether you're in your 20s or 30s and you watch a lot of YouTube, or if you have kids, you're going to understand why this is the case. Obviously, they're on TikTok more than they're on Facebook. I mean, it's the same thing here. They're on YouTube more than they're on Netflix. That didn't surprise me, but it got me thinking about video. Did video play a big role in podcasts getting bigger than Netflix, or is it just the audio? Is it just people listening in their cars? To understand this, I wanted to dive into some podcast history. I wanted to figure out how podcasts became podcasts, right? I've heard this name thrown around in podcasting more than a few times, but the OG of podcasting, the man who apparently invented the thing himself, his name is Adam Curry, also known as the Podfather. Him and Dave Winter started a show in 2004 when they coined the term, and that was about seven years after Netflix was founded. So Netflix was actually started before podcasting, which I think is interesting. Now, Wikipedia told me some of this. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Um, I'm not going to be your college professor and tell you not to use it. I'm using it here, but always know that maybe it was modified or it's not the whole truth. Either way, that's what we're going with today. On top of that, there was actually a podcast called Dead End Days that was launched in the early 2000s. And apparently, that was the first video podcast ever created. There were videos of radio shows, but that's not the same thing. But oddly enough, as much as it might be the first video podcast, I couldn't find any videos of this podcast on the internet. So if you do some searching and find them, make sure to link them or send them over to me. But Oddly enough, I couldn't find them. Now, the polar opposite of dead-end days and basically the polar opposite of 
any of the podcasts created before 2005 is the Joe Rogan experience. And I actually credit Joe's podcast for being the inspiration, shocker, for probably a quarter or even half of the millions of podcasts that we have today. And I mean, I'm not immune to this, right? (laughs) I started a podcast five years ago, and I started watching Joe actually on YouTube in 2015. So he's even an inspiration for me. But here's the thing. Rogan's inspiration wasn't just the podfather Adam Curry. It wasn't murder mysteries or business talk shows or even radio shows. It was actually a television show called Tom Green's House Tonight. If you were familiar with comedy 10 or 15 years ago, Tom Green may ring a bell. He actually created an entire TV studio in his house, essentially in his living room. And you can even find videos of the guests walking onto the studio. They weren't just walking into the studio. They were walking into his house. And Joe credits Tom with being part of the inspiration for his podcast today. The problem here is understanding how Joe's podcast got so big and also understanding how big it is. If my memory serves me correctly, and I wouldn't rely on it, but if it does, the thing that I do know is that I was watching him around 2015. I'm pretty sure that he had less than 100,000 YouTube subscribers at this point, which is crazy to think about. Now, fast forward to 2019, and we find Joe talking about how many downloads he gets, which he doesn't talk about often, but he mentions getting around 190 million downloads per month. Now, this sounds insane, right? But let's look at the numbers we do have. We do know that Rogan's podcast averages about 11 million downloads per episode. If we multiply that by three episodes per week at four weeks per month, that's going to bring us to 132 million downloads a month. So if we have 130 million from the current episodes and then about 60 to 80 million from the back catalog of over 1,000, now 2,000 episodes, The numbers actually line up, and it's crazy to think that a news network like CNN or NBC or Fox, you name it, will struggle to get hundreds of thousands of people to tune in to an episode or the news in general. (laughs) So this paints the picture of the scale of podcasting, and this is just one podcast. So... If the numbers tell us that podcast downloads are 200 to 300 million per month, but Rogan's getting 200 million, does that mean he has 200 million of the 250 million downloads per month? I would assume that number is low. I would assume that podcasts are actually much bigger than we think. This led me to try to understand how this happened, right? We have the context, we know the numbers, right? How did podcasts get so big? Well, the first one is accessibility, right? There's thousands of free podcast websites 
and there's millions of podcasts. So it's not like Netflix where you have to sign in and pay ten or fifteen dollars a month. Um, you can have a Spotify account, share it with twenty people, and all of you can use the same account realistically and listen to as many podcasts as you want. Or you can go on podcast websites that host them for free. So podcasting is just way more accessible than most other mediums. On top of that, it's consumability. You can listen to a podcast in your car on your way to work. Then you can get home and flip on YouTube and watch the video version. And then when you get bored of that, you can hop on TikTok on your phone and see clips of the same podcast you just listened to and then watch. And don't even get me started on Spotify. Now, podcast video versions are on Spotify too. So it's not just the adaptability, but it's the consumability. You really can't escape podcasts because they're everywhere. On top of the accessibility and the consumability of podcasts, we also have the adaptability. What I mean by this is podcasts provide a medium that is not tainted by traditional forms of media. There's no monolithic corporations controlling independent podcasters. This created the perfect storm and trifecta for consumers in a world where people trust the news less, they trust independent content creators more. They trust podcasters for their news. And while it may be kind of crazy and many people will joke about it, the reality is trusted sources are fewer and farther between, especially when it comes to traditional media like the news or even the radio or the newspaper, which is essentially just internet-based and focused on clickbait. Podcasts provide a medium that is pure in this sea of clickbait and monolithic news culture. So that final reason is the main reason why podcasts have blown up to become what they are today. But there's one weird fact in all of this. There are 70% less podcasts being launched now than there were just three years ago. So what this does is create a basically a, a place for new creators to come into the space because podcast listeners are increasing, but the amount of podcasts being launched is going down. So as a creator, if you have something, a unique angle or something to present that just hasn't been explored in podcasting yet, this is the time to do it. There's no easy answer as to why podcasts are bigger than Netflix. We have Rogan, we have the accessibility, consumability, and the adaptability of the medium, but this is not to say that movies and TV shows are going anywhere. Netflix is only getting bigger. There's only more movies <laughs> being made these days, right? So it's kind of like running versus lifting weights. There would be diehards of each side, 
but you'll always see both of these people in the gym. Neither will beat the other one, right? So podcasts have not just emerged on the scene, but also made a massive name for themselves, and they will continue to do so in the next five or 10 years as this industry evolves from just a few billion dollar industry to a multi-billion, five to $10 billion industry as time goes on. And once these large corporations latch onto podcasting, things will be changing. But for now, we are still launching them on a weekly basis, and that's how this podcast is brought to you today. I'm Ryan. I'm the founder of Podcast Principles. We help people get their podcasts off the ground. The first thing you will see in the description or show notes is a link to speak with me directly. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll leave you here and we'll catch you on the next one.